producers behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch. This is the Score North Taxi Squad. Buckle up, everybody. It's time for another episode of the Score North Taxi Squad. I'm AJ Fredrickson. I've got the guys here today, and we are joined by an extra face, a new voice on the mic. I'm not sure since Taxi Squad. I don't think he's been here just yet so far, but we've got Artist Woods in the building. We've got Jason Stormer in the building. And from down the hall, Mr. My Talk himself, Grant Wankstern, is also on the show today. Pleasure to have all of you. And the reason why I'm kind of leading us in here is because it's just another it's another casual week in the NFL. Nothing oh, yeah. big happened. Nothing <laughs> extraordinary. Nothing historic other than the greatest slash biggest, depending on how you want to phrase it. If you don't accept greatest, it's, it's the biggest comeback in NFL history. 33 points down. Your Minnesota Vikings come all the way back to improve to 11 and three against the Indianapolis Colts. Gentlemen, I had to work. I had to oh, work on Saturday, no. so I couldn't partake, but you guys were at the game. I am insanely jealous. Um, <laughs> first off, how are you? Are you all still recovered? I know yesterday I talked to both Grant and, uh, and Jason in person and both of them sounded a bit like this. Yeah. Still new. Yeah. How are you recovering? Is the adrenaline back to normal? And once again, just welcome into tonight's show. Yes. Well, first of all, Grant, welcome in finally to Taxi Squad. You are actually technically an OG founding member, technically, because you were on the big email from Phil saying, hey, you guys got a podcast. It's called Taxi Squad. It was us three artists, AJ, me, Grant, and Manny Hill. And for whatever reason, Grant's just been a busy guy. We haven't been able to get him on. It's been like, what is this, our like 27th episode now? So Dude, it's about time, and yeah, thank right. you so much for being here. Oh, my gosh. This has been a long time coming. Well, I have to start out. Thank you for getting organizing the game. Attendance is what got me to the game, which essentially got me here. So I have to thank you, my friend, Jason, for getting me and artists together mm-hmm. for what I thought was one of the greatest days of my life in general, <laughs> not just as a sports fan. That yeah. was an amazing, amazing day. And guys, Grant is a huge, huge sports fan. He's probably the biggest I know. And he's you're basing that off of the way I acted on Saturday. And I, (laughs) we we can talk about the way we all acted on Sunday because, yeah, I mean, we had plenty of fun. Maybe a couple alcoholic beverages were consumed as well. And, you know, as one does when you witness the greatest comeback in NFL history, right, artists? Yes, that was incredible. Full transparency, though. <laughs> I was late. I was running. No. Late. I was, you know, dealing with some different things at home. So I was running late and got to the stadium and saw the score was 33 to 0. <laughs> and Grant is like, buddy, I love you, but we're gonna leave. <laughs> I said we're heading like out. five minutes before you got there saying, Hey man, I love you. No, it would be no, you're like, no disrespect. If you don't want to come, I totally understand. <laughs> and you're like, No, I'm five minutes away. And then yes, I did want to leave the entire time, but Thank you to both you guys for convincing me otherwise. I And I have to sorry to interrupt. First thing Artist says when he walks in the gates to us, you guys, this is Maddie Ice and the <laughs> Colts. You're going to win this game. Just give it some time. And I just, I, you know, I wasn't a believer in the beginning, but boy, you convinced me. I, no, I remember telling artists several times, no, no, shut up, dude. Like, no, you kept saying it over and over again, Maddie Ice, Maddie Ice, and I just was not a believer until I finally was. It, it was probably until we were down that, last touchdown there where i was like artists 
you might be on to something here. <laughs> Except we never got that. You promised an interception, though. We never got that Matty Ice interception. We were, so, we were so close, though. It was coming. He was trying to give the Vikings the football. But mm-hmm. I, I, I have no faith whatsoever in the Colts or in Matt Ryan in, at this point in his career. And we saw the Vikings come back from so many different deficits throughout the season. I'm like, I just don't. I don't think it's quite over. My mindset was they will, they will at least come back and make this thing a game. They're going to make it a game. And if they can make it a game and put the pressure back on Matt Ryan, let's see how he responds. Sure enough, <laughs> there you have it. The greatest comeback ever. So that was it was it was special. It was a it was a special moment. I'm happy that we were there for it. AJ, wow. sorry you missed out on that moment, man. It was Man, Grant was like almost in tears. Oh, there were times <laughs> I, I was in tears, man. There were times where Grant was literally on the floor. He was, was literally on the floor where we finally set up because as we were, we we were about to leave after the second uh, Kirk yeah. interception in the yeah. fourth quarter. There was like eight minutes left. We we're like, all right, for, for, let's go. Let's get out of here. Can we not call that a Kirk interception? Can we call that a Jalen Rager horrible route before we call that a Kirk interception? Just oh, to- I know uh, Eagles fan artist Woods would absolutely agree with you on that. Thank Sorry, yes. I did. Definitely. Definitely. I digress. Uh, yeah. But we eventually set up shop uh, near the Gallarhorn after they scored again, and that's where we stayed throughout the entire overtime. And literally, Grant, several occasions, you were just on your knees. You just couldn't believe what you were seeing, and I, I was with you though. Like there, there were times where I was literally, I had to like run back. I was pacing back and forth and stuff. It, it is. I mean, besides game one sixty three, besides in, between yeah. the Twins and the Tigers, me too. This is the most intense game I've ever been to. And me too. And that was my other moment was one sixty three, and I thought that was the most excited crowd I'd ever hear in my entire life when go when go go crossed that home plate. Mm-hmm. But Alexi Casilla, I believe, had the hit. Yes, sir. But this crowd at the end of that game when Delvin Cook what was that forty or sixty? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Screen yeah. that screen, and he was running right at us. That crowd, I mean, I got goosebumps talking about it. That crowd was unlike any sound I have ever heard in my entire life. And like I, like you said, I dropped to the ground on my knees multiple times. I was overheating. My heart was through the roof. I mean, it was an array of emotions that I would trade. It was the best natural high you could ever have. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> it was the best natural high one could have was that game. I'd have, to, I'd have to ask really quick as we dive into the game. Like, what are you guys' takeaways? Because I have a couple of them, but I want to hear you guys' takeaways first. Let's start with AJ. My first takeaway, Ed Donatel got the job done. I know <laughs> I know. in the first half it was not pretty at all, but let's think about how many offensive touch- touchdowns they actually had in that first half. I Was it one? One or zero. It was, one. It was, game. It was one. Yeah, it was one. They gave up yards. Obviously, they allowed a they allowed one score. That's it. Like it it wasn't the best showing by any means because you still were like, all right, Ed, we got to get something here done. But mm-hmm. it's not like they really like just rolled over and allowed thirty three points to go up on the board. It, that was not necessarily their fault. Um, and then in the second half, stop after stop after stop they had three points mm-hmm. three points in the second half That's the de- the defense needed to step up that like that doesn't happen if the defense allows any more scoring than that that one field goal that's that's all they could allow the offense they obviously made a ma- like ma- a miracle happen um speaking of that they were efficient 
their average drive time was like two and a half ish and some change minutes per offensive possession. And they didn't, they didn't need to be perfect either. There were three times that they didn't score when they had a, when they had possession. One of those was an, was an interception. That's they were efficient. (laughs) They, they were a hot knife through butter in the second half. The first half is a completely different story, but they stepped up. They found a way. And was it, a collapse on the side of the Colts wasn't a comeback on the side. It was probably a good mix of both, but they executed when they needed to. And just to circle it back around to my first thing, as much flack as he has gotten over the past five, six weeks, Ed Donatel, he didn't do a great job, but he did he did what he needed to do and the defense performed about as well as you want them to. Mm-hmm. I'm not expecting them to go out there and be like the purple people leaders or anything. They don't have that type of personnel. They're hurt. They're banged up just like anybody else. But using what they did, they Swiss army knifed and they did a little bit of everything that entire game. And they got the job done to the best of their ability. And they put the, the offense in a position to make that historic comeback. So good job on the defense. Good job on Ed Donatel. Yeah, for me, this is really, excuse me, I'm still trying to get my voice back, by the way. It is not entirely back from Saturday. I still need to drink a little bit more hot honey tea and stuff like that. Um, But this is more of an indictment on the special teams. This was a really bad special teams game. You had the blocked punt. Um, you had, there was that kick returner for the Colts, too, that was really taking it back and getting the Colts really good field position. That's where a lot of those drives helped in the first half more than anything. But, yeah, after that in the, in the second half, it was just that one field goal. And, actually, it looked like a pretty advantageous field goal from the Colts, too, because that happened right after the Vikings scored their first touchdown. So, you thought maybe that was a pretty good, at least, response by the Colts. Like, sure, the Vikings got on the board for the first time in the game, but we're going to at least go down and kick a field goal, get some points here. And I thought that was a pretty appropriate response, and it worked well. But then after that, it's just it's been the epitome of what this Colts offense and this this team in general, even even going back to the problems with Frank Reich, it just manifested itself in the worst possible way again. And we can't forget that Cowboys game that they just utterly got dominated in was just a couple of weeks ago. And we can talk about if the Cowboys are really good anymore because they lost to the Jaguars the other other day. (laughs) 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 Well, of course, I was going to. That was a layup for you. I don't even know why I said that. Um, I guess we can't take for granted the loss of Jonathan Taylor in this game, too. He went out right away right away and um i think he had one target one catch he didn't even get a rushing attempt before he was uh, pulled for that ankle injury and now he just got put on ir so his season's over yeah yeah, done for the year which is for the best the colts even though i think they're technically still still in play for that terrible afc south uh come on just wrap it up get a new coach after jeff saturday that was a weird little experiment you did um I guess if I had to categorize this, was this more of a, you know, did the Colts blow this or did the Vikings come back with this? Man, for me, it kind of is just the, it is the Colts blowing this game. I mean, it's the big, it's the biggest comeback in NFL history for the Minnesota Vikings. It's never been done before. And it's just, it's just really unfortunate to see a team go through this, but still credit to the Vikings, because again, the three of us in that stadium were completely completely just 
ready to pack it up and go. Oh, yeah. And the only reason, the only reason we stuck around is because artists showed up late. We said, all right, let's stick around through the third quarter at the very least, at the very least, because he just got here and they started making moves. And ultimately, gentlemen, it, it paid off for us because I do believe our uh, co-worker, uh, our sports dad, actually, Judd Zolgad, he left he at halftime. And I believe he wrote a column for Vikings Wire, I believe, yesterday saying, I broke the childhood rule. I broke the childhood rule. Like, you, you don't leave early. And he got burned for it. But it was pretty fun to watch on Ventline. Every, uh, like, all those three guys, Phil, Judd, and Ducklin, all just reacting to just... Everything that we were just, we were smart and we actually stuck around and stuck around at the stadium because we, we didn't give up Skull Vikes. Well, that was interesting because I, I worked on Saturday and I left for work like right as the first half was ending. So basically the entire halftime show, I, uh, I was driving in, I get here, my shift starts at two and I, and I see like a light on and I see a, like the top of somebody's head or the student like what's going on? whatever. I mean, maybe just, you know, somebody's in there like doing something. Maybe somebody's in there cleaning, whatever. I set my stuff down, down and I look through the window and there's Judd just laptop. He's set up doing vent line. I'm like, what? And then I realized they started at halftime. The people, the score North fan base clamoring to air out their emotions. Vent line starts for the first time ever at halftime. And then that, it, I mean, it was so cool to like watch slowly every like the comments flooded from i want mike zimmer back and the vikings they do this to me all the, all the time too this team is awesome i love this franchise like it just that gradual and you could see like people would join like wait they might they might actually do this the the belief was so much fun to like it was just materializing throughout the throughout the show Absolutely. And you got, and there was a nice bit that score North put out too. And I believe you worked on that AJ where you guys kind of did a time-lapse video of that whole yeah. bit mm-hmm. and you can kind of see the emotions and then they call him daddy joins and that's Judd and it goes throughout the night. You could watch that little bit and kind of really feel the, the, the transition for emotion from one end to the other throughout the whole process. But my, you got, you mind if I take a little quick tab at what I feel about You're this? the guest, please. Yeah, oh, please. Yeah. Oh. My biggest thing, and I've been the biggest KOC guy on the planet for two reasons. One, I think he's a, just a completely different, fresh perspective that this team has needed. And we see that in the way Kirk Cousins plays for this quarter, this coach versus the other one. You know, you have two coaches, mind in mind, completely different quarterback. Not saying he's the greatest quarterback out there, but we are seeing a different Kirk Cousins than we've seen in the past. But Kevin O'Connell hadn't, you know, there were a lot of mis- you know. A more positive over this first year than negative, obviously, right? Especially with the record, the way the team's playing. I saw a few things in that first half that make me question him as our head coach for just a little bit. And for example, and I brought this up to you guys, like why did we decide to go for that first fourth down in the, like our own, what, 35 yard line? And then we faked that punt. There was mm-hmm. some, play, there was some acts of desperation there by Kevin O'Connell that I did not like. I still think the guy did great. Obviously he rallied his team together. I think he's the greatest thing that this team has had in a long time. So this is not me saying he shouldn't be our coach. This was just me saying that I noticed a little bit of his inexperience in that moment where he was kind of trying to play Madden and not <laughs> trying to be a coach. <laughs> Those are moves I would play if I'm playing a video game, not if I'm coaching an actual NFL game. So I love the man, but that's where my only trepidation came was from that first half. And I think a lot of it was more coaching than it was the team itself. Um, and you guys can in, you know agree or disagree. But And the, the other biggest part that I take from this is that 
this team now has, and some people are saying, well, you know, you can't keep doing this to yourself. You can't keep shooting yourself in the foot and coming back. You can't, this is going to end somehow. I think that's the opposite. I want a team right now that's got this momentum, that's got this drive, that has the ability to always make a comeback. You can never let, you can never think that they're out of it. And if there's any type of camaraderie that is built around a team, it's games like this where you come back and win and constantly prove to each other as teammates that you're going to be there for each other. You know that that, that guy's going to have his job done. His duties are going to be taken care of. And they play better around that. So I know that we have never, we never play good in the third quarter. We always put ourselves in these positions, but we're finishing these games. And we're finishing them as a team. It's always a different guy that's contributing at the end there to make that big play, whether it's our offense, our defense, interception, touchdown, whatever it may be, kick. Finally, we got a kick to win a game. You know, I just love that we have this momentum right now. I know it seems weird to say that because you were down 30 points at half, but there is something to be said about a team that has that go get them. We can never get up mentality. And I'll take that into the playoffs any day, any day. So. Grant, I should have went before you, man, because you stole my last point. You stole (laughs) my last. Honestly, when it comes to the Vikings, and I'll get back to that, that's probably my biggest takeaway. But I want to – I know this is a podcast about Minnesota sports. Oh, boy. But here comes the Eagles. Split second here. Eagles. No, no, I don't don't want to take it down. Get it out. Just get it out. I want to take it there. Yeah, you will. In all honesty, if, if I'm being truthful, when I walked into the stadium, and I said, the Vikings still have a shot to win this game down 33-0. to zero. It was not because of the Minnesota Vikings, mainly. It was because of the Colts. <laughs> so one of my biggest takeaways, honestly speaking, is Matt Ryan, done. Retired. It's yeah. over. Yes. Jeff Saturday should not coach another down in the yep. National Football League. It <laughs> yes. shouldn't happen. 40 this points has- given up against Dallas in the fourth quarter, and now you give up the biggest comeback in NFL history um, after this- a bye. After a bye. It's exactly. too embarrassing. It's too embarrassing. Exactly. It, it, it's, it's to the point now where it's like, just like we look at the Vikings and say, this is a team that's never out of a game. You look at the Colts like, you just never know when they're going to blow a game. Like, they can't have a lead exactly. that is big yeah. enough, you know, because they have a solid defense, and we saw that in the first half. I do attribute – a lot of the Vikings' mistakes to the Vikings and KOC, but the Colts have good defense. They play really good defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Colts as an overall team, and I mean, again, we brought up the Dallas Cowboy game where they blew that that fourth quarter. They weren't leading, but it was within the game two points. They blew that lead. They blew a game to Philly earlier in the season. They blew this game to the Vikings. They they just need just just figure it out, figure it out. Just reset. Move on. They need to hit that reset. Yes. They reset. need to draft a quarterback finally instead of doing this veteran car- quarterback carousel they've been doing the last and I, four and years. I, and I kind of understand why they have been doing it because you have a decent offensive line. You have a great running back and you have a solid defense. So you're thinking, hey, you plug in a great quarterback or a veteran quarterback and hey, you never know. You can make some moves in the AFC, but it, it has not happened and they need to make some adjustments. But on to the Vikings, basically kind of tagging along with, with what Grant said. You have to walk away from that game thinking they're never out of a game. They are never out of a game. You don't want to be down like that in the playoffs because honestly, it's not going to happen in the playoffs like that. When you play playoff teams, you go against Philly, you go against Dallas, you go against San Francisco. Even if you go against Washington or the Giants, you won't come back from anything like that. But if they're within 10, if they're within 17, going into the fourth quarter, that offense has the firepower to get back in any game and the defense is super opportunistic i mean they didn't force a ton of turnovers but i mean three points from the Colts in the entire second half yeah the whole second half including overtime they only scored three points after putting up 33 in the first half 
And so you have to look at it like there's obviously some negatives. There are some things to clean up. I'm glad that they were able to get the win while also playing kind of terrible football in the first half. But the fact that they can get out of that type of game, because 95% of the league is packing it up at halftime. Mm-hmm. They're leaving the game with the fans. It's over. Mm-hmm. It's a wrap. The Vikings stayed there. They stayed consistent. And they found a way to get back in the game. You could tell the momentum as it started to started to brew. Justin Jefferson got involved. KJ Osborne had a big game. I mean, he oh, went finally career yeah. game, career game. Yes, man, went crazy. Ooh. You could see the momentum starting to go in their favor after a a block punt for a touchdown, after a Dalvin Cook fumble, after a pick six from from Kirk Cousins, after another interception that was on Rager. Which reminds me, stop targeting Jalen Rager. Stop yeah, well, targeting Jay KOC. Why would you give well remember Justin Jefferson left that the game due to a, a concussion protocol the right. play before? So he was off the field. But in my eyes, again, going and I love KOC, but what the hell are you doing? You're putting him in that position with this big of a game now going the way it's going. You're gonna put, like you said, the ball in Jalen Rager's hands. Yeah. The man hasn't finished a route since he was drafted. Exactly. Why would you think he's gonna do it now? Kirk now, yeah, Kirk now has five interceptions when he's been targeting Jalen deep. Listen, listen, and so it's it just it just isn't working. It, it I, just isn't working. There was but, a lot of Vikings fans that came out and said, "We got Jalen Rager. We're gonna use him better than Philadelphia used him. We're gonna do this, <laughs> Jalen Rager." And listen, listen, listen. I am here to tell you guys, as a diehard Philadelphia Eagles fan, we tried everything. Yeah, we drafted him over Justin Jefferson, and we saw he was a bust early, but we tried everything to make it work. We put him with punt returns. We put him with kick returns. We tried to throw it to him deep. We tried to give him slants. We tried to give him uh, screens. We end arounds. Everything, jet sweeps, everything you could think of, every type of play, nothing worked. It is going to continue with the Vikings. Now, if you want to spice things up here and there and test the defense deep every blue moon when you already have a lead, okay, fine. Try it. Cool. Right? But don't expect him to get you back into a game because it's not going to – I mean, every time he he caught a punt, I was nervous. He was going to fumble. You got (laughs) to – listen, just stop talking him. are off. Yeah. Honestly, like him in big moments. In the no, game. But, no but nothing overall, deep. Maybe a little RPO action. Maybe maybe try like a bubble screen or something. I don't I don't know. Again, you said you guys tried everything. So everything. just let him return the punts. I don't That's even fine. Want I think he's a competent enough punt returner. He, he, actually, I mean, he almost busted one out um uh, for the yeah. game before it was called back for holding. So like, I mean, obviously, like it was entirely his fault that he stopped on that play in the second Kirk interception. But J- up until that point, Jalen was actually having a pretty decent game. But still, no, at this, the Vikings can't rely on him. But what I'm really hoping, guys, is that this is now the, the time where K.J. Osborne finally like maybe hopefully what we all been hoping for is embraces that number two role as a wide receiver. Um, I don't know if Adam Thielen's ready to quite give that up yet, even though it's pretty obvious that Adam slowed down quite a bit this season. I just, and especially guys, we got to admit Justin's taking a beating right now. Justin Jefferson is getting hit very hard by defensive players right now to the point where KOC is even saying that he thinks that players are targeting him a little bit extra right now. And for whatever reason that is, because he may be considered the best wide receiver in football right now. Obviously, it's a very public thing that he's chasing Calvin Johnson's uh, all-time receiving yard record. But what I really want is KJ to really start to emerge here as the season wraps up, because I don't want JJ to keep taking a beating, man. It seems like every game he's getting his 
not necessarily bell rung, but he is just getting hit really hard to the point, obviously, in this Colts game where he had to come out of the game and go into the blue tent for five seconds there. And so I'm hoping I'm hoping we can build some momentum here with KJ. I'm with you there. I'm with you. And uh, with the with with the JJ thing, I don't know. I, I get that talk. I get that. But I think that's just also a part of being in the game as much as he is. The ball's going to him so much. So the odds are he's probably going to get hit. If, you know, I, I get this whole conversation about him getting hit, but I'm not concerned to the point where, you know, I mean, you saw the way he took that hit and then, you know, didn't want to leave the field, obviously being safe with these concussions. I remember you guys, I'm like, what? remember we were there and I was like, what are we taking them off for? And they're like, oh yeah, we got to watch for these concussions. So I'm not trying to disregard that, but that guy wants to be on the field and he wants, he likes that. He like. I think he like feeds off of that. I mean, do you see how pumped up he was? I went home and watched the whole game that night. Me too. I watched the whole thing. I watched the whole thing to, on NFL Network till like two in the morning that night after we got back. But oh my God. And he, as much as yes, that is something, I think that's just a product of him being in the game more often. But let's, can you mind if I digress one second going back to the game and like a point? Can we just yeah. like get just maybe a word association or just our take on? officiating that game i was i was gonna bring that up Nick. yeah God. can we i'm not, i'm gonna stop talking because i'll get pissed why don't you guys take it that go ahead aj go ahead i i, I tweeted it out while i was watching like that final fourth quarter because it, it was apparent the entire time i think it was after the it was after the the matt ryan like three minutes left QB sneak or whatever where they that time the ball was spotted without the forward progress or whatever I tweeted out, is this the worst officiated NFL game we've ever seen? There was 14 points, I want to say, taken off the board defensively for the Vikings. Mm -hmm. That was questionable. Um, the fact that nobody was like thrown out for what I thought was almost targeting on, uh, I guess they don't do really targeting, but uh, like the hitting a defenseless, defenseless receiver on JJ, there was nothing. They, they, it was a it was a pathetic excuse of, of of an officiating crew. How it's not replacement refs that like <laughs> it was worse. It was so much worse. And maybe like I'm just noticing this because it was my team playing in the game. Like if it was the Seahawks and the Raiders squaring off or whatever, maybe I wouldn't notice it as much. But every single thing, I was like, that's they missed that. They missed that that it, it was it was terrible and it, i mean to cap it off why why do officials continue to pull their whistle out and use it before the play is dead what are you doing what are you doing mm -hmm. the they have rules in place for this reason to bail you out you know what's the most famous catch in super bowl history david tyree new york giants that Hell play Probably could have been whistled dead, but it wasn't. You let it play out and history happens, right? Now we've evolved as a society 20 years later <laughs> or so. We have rules in place. That ball pops out. You know what you do? You swallow the whistle. You let Sullivan pick it up. You let him run it in. You put six points on the board for the Vikings. And then because it's a scoring play, you have to, you review it. <laughs> you can take five, 10, 32 hours. I don't care. You review it. You don't call the play dead. Yep. What are we doing? Yeah, that was terrible. There's Good. 17 games that you play in a season. If there, if this was the MLB where you play 162, the NBA or the NHL where you play 82, I'm not going to get too upset 
about a call that you miss that influences the game that heavily points are taken off the board. There's 17, everything we, you are watching history amount here and you are going to stick your foot in the door and not let the door close. What are we doing? Yeah. There's no reason to be whistling that play dead. Let it roll out. And this, this begs another question. How good are these unions for referees? Because in the MLB, <laughs> Joe West and Angel Hernandez have been protected by the grace of God for decades now. Yes. These guys don't have to do any interviews. I don't hear about any fines. I don't hear about suspensions. There's no, there's no punishment. There's no, there's no, no punishment. Employees. That's that's what? their excuse they they can use. They're part-time employees. They're a bunch it's, of lawyers and doctors who have a I want I want somebody's up. head on a stake if this continues to happen. <laughs> for for me, for me honestly, some of those plays were like you don't want to give them a pass, but you kind of understand. Like the first fumble, I kind of understood. The little yeah, the first one I understood. Like, okay, it looks like, you know, forward progress was stopped. I understood why they blew the yeah. whistle because they blow it early sometimes so the player doesn't get slammed to the ground and it doesn't yeah. escalate to something else. Yep. So that one, even though it was it they should have blown the whistle, but, but it was it was like okay, I kind of understand that. Mm-hmm. They hit on JJ. I was like, oh, that's that it. one he kind of led with his shoulder, but it was positioning where the helmet, helmet came down on top of his helmet. Exactly. So that one a little bit yep. of a bad too. Exactly. So that it's one a too, play. I was not like, a dirty play. Exactly, yeah, not exactly. Dirty. And no. Gilmore is a great player. Yeah, Never he's, thought yeah. of him as a dirty player, you know. So yeah. even that one, I was like, mm, I mean, you probably should have called it, but I'm not too upset. But I was looking at his name because I couldn't remember his name. The Deion Jackson fumble. Oh, <sighs> I, 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 I watched. I have played sports and I've watched a lot of sports in my lifetime. I'm not sure if I've seen something worse. As soon as he touched the ball and hit the hole, the ball dropped out of his. He fumbled immediately. immediately. Yeah, the there, was immediately. No, there was no it's, stop of progress whatsoever. No, Nothing. no. He wasn't and, even up to the line of scrimmage, and the ball was already out. And the ball I think he fumbled like, himself. I don't think he cu- touched anyone either. It was all him. The ball wasn't, like, in the middle of a pile either. It kicked out of a pile, like, visible to half oh. of the stadium that was on that side of the field. It's it's like our 43rd president said, George Bush, George W. Bush. You fool me once, we can't keep, we can't get fooled again. You know, <laughs> yeah. we, the first one I understand. Like you Where's said, I, I I understand. You're a human. You're a human. I'm gonna let that one slide. The second one, there is no chance that you should be th- like whistling that play dead. That is such a pivotal point of the game, and it's the fact that the Vikings didn't even need it at the end of the day. I know. Ball don't lie. <laughs> Ball don't lie. Yeah. Uh, that 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 was probably the worst I, for me. That was the worst moment in the game where we're sitting there. We at this point we have moved down because again we were thinking about leaving after that Rager interception. That's that we're, was my worst part of the game. With that's that <laughs> yeah. was that the was Rager the, interception. Yeah, when yeah. we yeah. decided to move out of our seat. That's when I yep. said, "All right, I trusted you this whole time." But when that interception <laughs> came, I looked at like, you. BS. Yeah, we're gonna go down at least position ourselves to leave here, but eventually it all works. For sure, guys. I don't think I've ever been at US Bank Stadium and heard it boo that loudly for oh, that second ch- the, for the phantom fumble. I, I've never been. Grant, you've been to more Vikings games than me. I have not heard, and I've heard. I mean, I've heard them boo the team loudly, but in terms of booing a singular play against the Vikings, I have never heard US Bank Stadium that 
loud. It was people, people the, were as ready to, to erupt as much as they were ready to boo. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's emotions were so dang high at that moment that and you guys saw me. I mean, I wasn't even. I you wasn't saw even, us. You saw me I'm too. Public, to be honest with you. And the worst part about it was it almost feels like on like the Deion Jackson fumble. It almost feels like if no, if if the reaction wasn't the way it was, they just went on business as usual. As usual, they wanted to get on to the next play. They had whistled it dead. Hey, it's Colts ball. It's like if Vikings players didn't take their helmets off Sullivan, and slap on the floor and like fans, yep. it's that like, was Sullivan. Yeah. Put it up on the jumbo screen. The jumbo screen, and I know, <laughs> I know. If I was the referee and I looked up and saw that, I would be like, okay, let's yeah. duck up out of here. Let's. Would you look right. at the time? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's about time to cut out of here because I mean, yeah. oh, that 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 was that was in, that was insanity. Like it's um, just it's hard to describe that, and to have so many bad moments. Leading up into that moment was like, okay, yeah, you guys, like AJ said, and I think I've said this before in the past too. There needs to be some type of penalty for these type of things. It's okay to miss a call here and there, human error. It's going to happen, but stuff like that, the obvious fumble that got like the players, the coaches, the fans have to literally fight you on to get the ball back, and then you gave us the ball back, but the Vikings should have had a touchdown on the board. Mm-hmm. Like it's not about getting the ball; it's we want a touchdown as well because that's what. We earned. That mm-hmm. was just that was that was. They, they just need <laughs> to they, they need to do what Major League Baseball, NHL, the NBA have all done, and make these refs full time, and have these guys actually dedicate their lives to officiating these NFL games. I know that the excuse they can use it's a it's a once a week thing, blah blah blah. But I mean, come on, the these games are too important because like one NFL game is the equivalent of what like five or six NHL, NBA, and MLB games. You know what I mean? So, and this is the NFL, man. This is a money-making league. Like, come on, you can afford to do this. You can absolutely, if you can afford to pay players once a week in a full-time status, you can afford to play referee, pay referees in a full-time status as well. I, I honestly just think this, I mean, sure, a guy's allowed to make a bad call once in a while. Who knows? Maybe this referee goes on to make the next 100 calls right. Who knows? I'm not, we're not saying he's actually a bad referee, right? We, we don't even know the guy's name. We don't even, <laughs> he is. In this one instance, we can say that. Um, so, guys, this isn't the only thing. If, I mean, we saw the end of that Giants Commanders game with that pass interference that wasn't a pass interference. I mean, this is this is systematic, problematic all across the league. So, yes, like we're Vikings fans and we ultimately won this game. And so we can't complain too much. And it all it ultimately didn't it didn't matter in the end. But just the refereeing across the board, NFL, it, it is time, especially now with all the money that is invested to the end results of these games, because how much Vegas has been embraced over the last decade, now that we got a literal NFL team there, like we need to make sure that these results are are legit and aren't tainted or anything. I mean, sure, that adds to the. I, I do like the human element of refereeing, so like I don't want like the air the air of their ways to go away completely. I don't want like I'm kind of against robot umps in Major League Baseball, to be honest with you, for that kind of reason. But yeah. when it's just this noticeable across so many games across so many weeks. It is time to just pony up the money. If it creates another labor union, you have to deal with it. So be it. You're going to get these calls right. And again, maybe maybe if you do this, maybe that call still happens. Maybe, say, maybe still it still happens. But still, you decrease the odds of blowing a call like this. Again, if you dedicate 
the time and the resources and the money to actually putting together a full-time referee staff in the NFL. Now we did. Did we win this game? Because we sound like we didn't. <laughs> well, that's I mean, I think we're, we're, able, we're able to complain. They yeah, were down no, thirty-three. Not a good game by the Vikings, all things considered. Like no, I, we, and, I mean, we can pivot this now into the conversation for the team that we got coming up this next week, the New York Giants, who just came off a big win against the Washington Commanders. We just talked about it, whether that penalty was a penalty or not. Um, yeah, if you, it, don't, if you don't mind, before I do, I did have one question I want to post because please, I I think this is a little weird of a question, but there was discourse that I've seen Sunday and now Monday, and now even today. Is this Saturday comeback better than either the Buffalo game this past season, or like earlier this season, or would you even put it above the Minneapolis Miracle? Because I've seen it already coined as the Minneapolis Miracle 2.0. No, no. not even close to either. That's, I agree with that. There's no way it is. Just for the sake of one being a playoff game, one being a playoff game, and one's not. That play, no. That, no. that Minneapolis miracle and against the Saints, against the team that did what they did in 09, nothing, nothing except for a Super Bowl victory over the Saints, which can't happen, would be the only thing to make that game bigger than that game in my okay. eyes. Right. I, yeah. th- thank you. I was, ta- yeah. I thought I was taking crazy pills or something because no, I've seen pundits, no. like NFL analysts saying like, yeah, this is bigger than that. Blah, blah, blah. I, no, maybe you no. can argue the Buffalo awesome. game. Maybe, maybe even it might be a bit bigger than the Buffalo game because it, it like it's history in the sense. The overall entertainment aspect, I think the Buffalo game probably takes the cake because that was like back and forth and blah, blah, blah. For the sake of you're on one side of either the greatest comeback ever or the worst collapse ever. Like it's history and that's going to be talked about. One thing too, credit to Kirk Cousins because how long was Frank Reich? uh, He's mentioned for that Colts or what? uh, No, not Colts. Was it Colts? Whatever comeback he led. Whatever comeback he led. Not sure. I'm not sure exactly. But he led that comeback, um, I think it was like 28 24. points. 24. You mean Kirk Cousins? The no, last, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. I was going to say the last biggest comeback prior to this one I thought was 24 points by Kirk Cousins, and that's the – do you like that game? I I might be wrong. No, no. I'm no. sorry. I, it was uh, the – it was – Recent, I, recent comeback. I know the biggest sorry, yeah. was 32 points in Houston versus Buffalo. I don't know who was playing, but I thought that the biggest recent comeback it was when it was a 24 points, but I might be wrong. But it was 32 points against the the Houston, Houston Oilers. And I and it was I, Buffalo Bills. It was the, the okay, playoffs. it was the Bills and it was Frank right there. Yeah, um, the he's, he's been talked about for decades now because of that. That's now Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, and kudos to him because there was times last year where I was like, all right, I don't think this is the guy. He's evolved and grown as a 34-year-old man to be a different level of a quarterback this year. He's now essentially like cashed his ticket of he's going to be talked about for years and years and years to come. Whether it's really good or bad, he's always going to have that because I don't think anybody's going to beat a 33-point comeback anytime soon, if maybe ever. (laughs) It shouldn't happen again. No, it should. But no, it's definitely not better than the yeah. Minneapolis Miracle. No, no I don't no, think it's close. No. But I do agree with you. I think it's it's better than the Bills game. It's better than yeah, the Bills I, game. I would like to know like what the odds were um for the Vikings to make that comeback in the Bills game as opposed to the Colts game. Like what were the Vikings odds of winning when the, the Bills were lined up on the goal line there before they got the fumble from Eric Kendricks? And then like what were the Vikings odds at halftime? 
uh, when they were down 33 nothing to the Colts. Um, I mean, for me emotionally, guys, of course, this the, this will always mean more to me because I was actually there to see it in person. And even though, yes, that Buffalo game is one of the most fun Vikings games I've watched in several, several years, and it was great. Um, I was I was there. I, I get to tell generations to come that I saw the greatest comeback in NFL history, and so does Artis, and so does Grant. And so it just, that's, it, it'll mean more for me that way, even if like, okay, maybe... Because honestly, probably at that point in the season, beating the Bills was probably bigger to you than your season than, you know, maybe coming back against the Colts, I guess, because that pretty much solidified the Vikings as true contenders in in the league, right? A lot of people were still down them at that point, but then when they went and beat Buffalo and then they're like, okay, yeah, we're going to notice you now. The Vikings were supposed to beat the Colts. You know what I mean? Like this, this comeback shouldn't have been necessary in the first place. But again, I was there to witness it in person. And so I'm always going to treasure it more. All right, I got one thing to clarify so I'd make sense of what I said earlier. So when I referenced the comeback of regular season, so this is, I'm on a, a website here and it's talking about all the comebacks and, we, you know, our 33 point, the 32 point. Now, there's a 28 point comeback in 1980. There's a 26 comeback point uh, in 1997. And then it tied for fourth was 25 point comeback in 2014. Uh, and then tie 87 basically there's a 24 point comeback and 15 teams have done this so and this was the washington game that they were down 24 nothing to tampa bay in 2015 and that's the you like that game that was was that that was the you like that game he was down 24 nothing so when it comes to regular season comebacks in time span 2015 to 2022 regular season this 24-point comeback was the biggest one, and both involved Kirk Cousins. Quick got that last question. Him. Last question. The one in 2014, 25-point comeback. Who was that comeback with again? Did, that did was, you have it up? That was with Washington, and they played Tampa Bay. That was the one in 2014? That was in 2015. Did you, you still have the one of 2014 up? Um, let me see here. Well, the 2014, there's 20. Uh, it was 2014 was... Cleveland Browns, October 5th, they were down 29 points. The Tennessee lost to 28 points, and that was a 25-point comeback in 2014 of October 5th. When you said 2014, I thought of the comeback with Deshaun Jackson taking a punt back on the New York Giants. That's what I thought it was. That's what I was trying to get you to say, but obviously I was wrong. I'll I'll take that. That that 25-point comeback was in 2014. So being that that was the case – and then the Vikings also, we played – the Broncos a couple of years back, and yep. I know that I was at that game, and it was 21. We were down 21 points, and Stefan did give me the ball. So in my eyes, since 2015, Kirk Cousins has been a part of a 24-nothing lead, 21-nothing lead, and now a 33-nothing lead, and come back to win it all. Fourth quarter comeback sweatshirt right now. I know this is a podcast and you can't see this right now, but it just came in the mail for me right before Christmas. And that's and our then, and that's our new shirtless on the plane wearing his chain, radio. maybe. What was that? That's our new segment, Bad Radio. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you can't see it. Look at how cool that sweatshirt is, people listening on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You're on Apple, by the way. But gentlemen, gentlemen, let's maybe turn our attention because the job is not done yet. They're, they're, another Saturday game is on the slate. Noon kickoff, Christmas Eve. The New York Giants coming to town. And they are – they. I thought they were going to fade. They refuse to go away. They're eight, five, and one. They're coming to U.S. Bank Stadium. What's our initial thoughts heading into this matchup? Because the Vikings now, they've locked up the division. 
the biggest thing that they can do is probably uh, fend off the 49ers for that two seed. I don't think they're catching the Eagles at this point. So it's going to be. Yeah. Eagles. Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that like the, right now? That's right. Isn't that the, the Philly way to say it? I love it. I love it. I'm so new to this. This is great. Eagles. Eagles. But yeah. So first off, let's send it to, let's send it to Grant here. Grant, Looking at this game, what what are you seeing? What are you uh, what are you expecting? Um, I actually picked uh, uh, New York to win that game against Washington, and I have you know that pass rush that de- that uh, defensive line looked really good against Washington, uh, which scares me because you know our offensive line it all depends on Garrett Bradbury if he's coming back because he's got a lower back injury right now, and that's you never you know. the update on him today though. I have was in a minor car accident on the way uh, from the stadium at the, after the game on Saturday, minor car accident. Like I, I don't think anything major or anything, but he's dealing with a back issue. And if you get in a car accident, you already have a back that's issue. Not good. Yeah. That's not good. But my only thing is, I guess I'm just, Hey, this team can win any game in my eyes. It's I've, I've watched it happen. So yes. Do I think we can win? Absolutely. Are we going to win? Yes. I'm picking them to win this game because I don't think we're going to beat Chicago in Chicago. And I'm going to say green Bay in Lambeau is a toss up depending on where playoffs are, but I think we're going to win and lose against Chicago. But um, this game is going to be a lot harder again. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think this, this, this New York giants team is not great, but they also have the ability to come back and they've got, I think the second most come fourth quarter or no second most one victor one score games behind us. So they know how to do the same dang thing we do. So who's to say they can't don't they don't have that same mentality in their locker room? But I'm picking us to win this. I love the idea of the whiteout that they're gonna do. Everybody, you know, the white pants with the white jerseys, and then they're gonna have hopefully everybody's all in white clothes. I love that. I love the idea. I think it's gonna be a fun Christmas Eve type day. But yeah, we'll win. I just I don't think it's gonna be easy. My favorite thing about that is. I know that there's probably some parent out there that got little Johnny his first ever Vikings jersey. It's a Justin Jefferson. It's purple, and they got tickets to the game, and they were tucked in, and the, they were planning to give it to him on like Friday or whatever, and surprise him for the game. Yep. And now it's like, well, mom, I don't want to wear this. Everybody else is gonna be wearing white. You're gonna wear it, and you're gonna like it. I don't care. Put a t-shirt on and draw an 18 on there and Drake Johnson. You don't understand how expensive that is. Fanatics is not cutting me any deals this time of the year, Johnny. Cutting anybody any deals, those guys. Seriously. Uh, Yeah, that's a... Yeah, uh, looking into this one, guys, what what I really want the Vikings to do here is just run it down the Giants' throat. They are one of the bottom-ranked rushing defenses in all the league. I really liked what Dalvin Cook was able to do um, against the Colts, who had a pretty decent run defense. Not a lot of Alexander Madison in that game. I was kind of well. I mean, we were down by a lot of by a lot, so that's probably why you didn't get Madison a lot of touches in that game. I think he only got two against the Colts. I want to see him really get going. I want to see him darn near split carries if possible with Dalvin in this game. Probably more like a 60-40 blend. Well, let's be real about that. Um, but I want them to absolutely gush the the Giants' run defense right here. They have a they have a better pass defense than us, but. Everybody's got a better pass defense than the Minnesota Vikings these days. So, I mean, take that for what you will. They're not amazing. They're not 
terrible kind of middle of the pack for the most part. So, you, you know, you should probably get a decent air attack from the Vikings in this one. I uh, like you mentioned uh, uh, Grant, uh, Garrett Bradbury being potentially an issue for this game. Again, we'll see if that, if the actual car accident makes a, a difference or not, but again, a back issues in a car accident, just that's never good. Um, Eric Kendricks has also got a questionable tag right now, as well as Brian Asamoa, who I actually believe got a lot of playing time against the Colts. I think Asamoa had some of the most snaps that he's had pretty much all season there against the Colts. Um, I'm probably leaning towards the Vikings too, even though, yeah, the Giants looked dead in the water there for the most part um, up until that Washington win last week. Um, they had either had a loss or a tie in uh, four straight games. That was against Detroit, Dallas, Washington, and Philly. Sure, those are actually All those are teams. really good teams. Yeah. Those are really good yeah. teams. But still, I mean, that's I mean the season. I mean, this is the crucial point in the season, and the Giants were pretty much up until this last Washington game were were flailing against some of their best competition. Um, so yeah, we'll see what's what they got. Saquon has been Saquon this season. It's been really nice to kind of see him bounce back after maybe some injury plagued years before them, maybe even people labeling him as a bust. He's been one of the best running backs again in all of football. Um, their wide receiver situation ain't much. I think Darius Slayton's their best guy right now. I think they've had some injuries because the turf at Meadowlands is just garbage. They got players tearing the ACLs every darn week pretty much there. Galladay's got a little bit of ragger in him. He doesn't know how to finish anything. Well, Galladay doesn't have yeah. much of work. He got paid and he run. hasn't done anything no. since then. No. If you think Kyler Murray is kind of a slouch, you haven't met Kenny Galladay. I mean, pretty much. So, yeah, I mean, the, the Vikings, I mean, see, here's the thing. I, the, I'm potentially worried that there might be an emotional letdown for the Vikings here because it probably took everything they had to come back against the Colts. And we've seen this team kind of have emotional letdowns before. Um, the Giants are going to come to play, man. I, I really think they do. They probably got a lot of momentum going to Washington and getting that win the other day, even if they maybe didn't necessarily deserve it because of the end of that end of that game there. Um Oh, and yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, we need to see a more complete coaching effort from this Vikings team for sure. More so than they did with the Colts. Like we can't obviously have a tale of two halves like we did. I don't think we will either. So uh, artists, what do you think? Uh, I got the Vikings too. They, there better not be an emotional letdown. No. Like let's not get down 33 to, to no. zero again. Like there should yeah. be lessons learned. Yes. You came back. Yes. You've, honestly made a living off coming back this season and, and and making these games really close at the end and, and getting that game winning touchdown or that game winning interception. But let's not do that every week. Let, let, let's let's learn from that because you don't want to do this against the Giants because like Grant said, this team also likes to do the same exact thing, the same exact thing. I think the Giants are going to make this game very, very close. Yep. We all know what the Vikings defense is. It, it, it is what it is. I know there was a better maybe overall defensive effort this past week, but I still expect the Giants to find ways to put up points. Um, they are coming off a big win. Um, with that win against Washington, they're more likely to be in the playoffs. So now they're fighting for stuff. They're fighting for playoff seating, much like the Vikings. And neither one of them can really afford a loss right now because the Vikings loss means they might slide down to three because probably 49ers are going to keep winning. They're, I, the 49ers may just win out. And the lower you fall, I mean, you, you don't want to go to San Francisco for a game. In the, in the postseason. That is not what you want to do ultimately. And so I think this is a game that you have to have right now down the stretch of the season. You got to contain um, Saquon Barkley. That's first priority because that's who's going to get the ball. Daniel Jones does not throw the ball a lot this year. It's a lot of handoffs. It's a lot of – they run a little read option as well. 
Daniel Jones uses his legs a lot. So it's really about containing the run. You don't have to really worry about the pass like that. I think the Vikings can do that to an extent, but Giants will put up points, so they will make it interesting. On the flip side of things, though, the Vikings offense should have a field day. They need to run the ball effectively. Like you said, Jason, the Giants' run defense is terrible. I think they're ranked like 30th in the league as far as can, run defense is concerned. Can you believe they used to have Linzel, Linvel Joseph and Delvin Tomlinson, two of the best interior uh, defensive linemen, and they just let them go? Just let them go. We got Linval in Philly, though. Yeah. And, 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 you think, us. Yeah, and you'd think with like guys like Leonard Williams and Kayvon Thibodeau, they wouldn't be that bad of a That's run. True. So true. They still oh. got some guys on that line. That's yeah. the crazy yeah. thing. Well, Thibodeau, he, he's kind of come on kind of slow. Yeah. He, he's just not really kind of hitting the shot. I think right. he dealt with an injury earlier in the season, too. Um, And people kind of questioned his motor early on, too, like coming out of the draft. And you kind of saw that to an extent early on. But, like, towards the back half of the season, you can kind of see as games become more important, he has turned it up. And like I said, he was great this yeah. past week. He was all over the field. So that's the guy you got to watch. But, hey. Run the ball, give the ball to Dalvin, get Alexander Madison involved, run some play action, keep them on their heels so that that pass rush can't get home all day. And once you got them on their heels, the pass defense is much better. It's also bottom half of the league. They got nobody to check Justin Jefferson. They got nobody to check KJ. I know Adam Thielen has had kind of a down year. They got nobody to check him either. And so (laughs) the Vikings should be able to do really whatever they want on the offensive end. And this should be a game where they win by – Double digits, even you though they won't. They probably will only win by like seven points, honestly. So, mm. And speaking of Thibodeau to... and Williams, they're actually both got questionable pegs right now for the Giants. Okay. So I guess okay. we'll keep, keep an eye on that. I don't know to what extent. I mean, they may play or not. I You mentioned the prediction. Last, thing, You'll go last, ahead. last quick thing that I want to say before we move quickly on. Dalvin Cook, hold on to the ball. Thank you. Hold on to the ball. Yeah. We, we haven't talked about that yet. I'm that not was... going to say he, he has a fumbling issue, but he's been coughing the ball up a little bit as of late. Mm-hmm. Hold on to the ball because they're going to need to run the ball this game. And if he's not holding on to the ball, give it to Alexander Madison because he's going to hold on to the football. So mm-hmm. I love Dalvin Cook. You guys know I've been very high on Dalvin Cook for a long time. I think he's one of the best backs in the league. He makes 100. plays, 100. but you got to hold on to the damn ball. Mm-hmm. You got to hold on to the ball. I agree. That, I agree. that fumble in the first quarter would have, changed everything that would have shut down that momentum because they gave what they gave them the ball back right away they scored again then we get the ball back then we play i mean that fumble in that first quarter oh it was brutal brutal you guys ever seen the little giants that movie hell yeah they got that 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 kid he can't catch the ball so he gets that like super glue and he's he's the big eight eight baby after michael irvin yeah then that that's that's what we need dalvin cook to do just lather up those hands with the stickiest substance of all time that's the name of my fantasy football team and it's a picture of him with that jersey and their hands are stuck to his jersey and it's called the big eight eight that That is one of my favorite football references of all time that kid just wants to be michael irvin so bad oh i love that part that you brought that up thank you for making my evening oh thank you aj no fantastic all right let's get into our predictions uh grant we do predict every viking game pretty much every week we even put it out on social media we put our money where our mouth words we're, we're accountable around here so With scores or just uh win loss uh, score. Okay. so we'll, we'll predict the score we do we do keep track of all the wins and losses we have you go? can you give me like a little breakdown of where you guys are at who's picking uh, the I, leaderboard? I am i am what one of my 11 and three now yes the same record as the vikings oh uh, I'm, I'm 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 leading the pack right now oh, uh aj aj are you nine and five I think Artis and I are both nine and five. 
No, Artis is eight, eight and six. Artis is one game behind you. Really? One game behind you. Yeah. It makes sense that the the non Vikings fan would be last, right? Dude, I started. I, I this it burns me because I started. Grant, I started four and zero, oh, bro. I yeah. was hot, and then yep. the Vikings just it's just weird stuff started to happen, man. They started <laughs> all these comebacks and everything, and I'm like, okay, they can't keep doing this. And then they kept doing it, and then the the Cowboys game threw me off. After that, I'm like, okay, they're not gonna beat. You know, I think it was the Jets. I'm like, they're going to play a similar defense. I don't think they're going to beat the Jets. And then they freaking beat the Jets. I, it, it, hey. You and every. And every you guys person. both picked the Vikings yeah. to beat the Lions the other week. I didn't. I picked Detroit. Smarty pants over for here. For me, they have been very unpredictable. So. That's true. Well, that's the. Yeah. Your attention is elsewhere. Fly Eagles fly. It's totally fine. I get it. I get it. All right. <laughs> so um, so because, because I feel like we almost just kind of spring sp- sprung it, excuse me, onto him. Grant, do you want us to pick first and then you can kind of get a read of how we're feeling or do you want to take the first stab at it tonight? No, I got it. All right. Do you want to know the line in the over-under at least? It's three and a half for the Vikings in 48. I was going to go go 17-14 Vikings. That was going to be be a low-scoring game. I know that we always think we're going to come out and score 30 points, but the only time we do is when we need to score 30 points to win a damn game. So who's to say we're going to do it now? So I'm going to go with, you know, uh, uh, first quarter, first drive, probably touchdown by us they'll get a field goal it'll be a sloppy second quarter followed by a sloppy third quarter and we'll somehow win it by a field goal 17 14 vikings love it uh i'm also gonna predict the vikings here uh i always hit the over though uh sorry grant i I just like to live on the edge a little bit more than you do in this sense i don't know uh three and a half the line um let's let's double that to maybe like seven or eight points or so so i think the i mean the vikings are going to give up at least 20 points again for sure i think that's just going to be case throughout the rest of the season uh let's get the vikings up to 30 i'm going to say this is a 32 22 win Whoa. for the minnesota vikings 32 points Whoa. 30 to 22 god you know yeah what? no i mean this oh, is this dude, team scores that. this yeah. team's close i mean 25 points per game the vikings put up 30 points consistently you know every now and then so yeah no i'm not afraid to hit the over, baby. I'm not, I, I just I love the enthusiasm. I yeah, want, I want that positivity more in my life. I like it. Absolutely. All right, uh, AJ, you're next. All right, um, mine is going to be it's kind of the same, but not uh, not as big of a gap there. I, I am picking the Vikings. I think they're going to maybe figure out the first half issues that they found last week. They're going to play a more complete game this time around. But it also because of the state of maybe both defenses at times it'll be somewhat of a shootout but not uh, not like this old western it'll be kind of just like uh it'll be two guys at the y throwing up bricks <laughs> for an hour um so i've i've got the vikings winning 27 to 21 over the new york giants i kind of like that mm-hmm. i you know what i like it i like you're not allowed to change your answer though grant we won't let you I'm not, I, I don't think, I mean, I'm sorry. I love you guys. And I love how you talk about this complete game nonsense, but when have we had a complete game all year and we're just going to do it now? I mean, I don't mean, Grant, Hey, there's no time like the present. I, I'm not trying to be negative here, but we haven't had a complete game all year. So Grant, I completely agree. I don't think this would be a complete game either, but I do think they'll find a way to pull it out at the end. Mm. I'm almost even willing to say they might even be trailing going into the fourth quarter because the giants oh, are just a team that, Hey, they're gritty too, man. They're they're gritty. They can run the ball. You know, their defense, like I said, it, it's not great, but you know, defensive line can make some plays here and there. Um, but I do think the Vikings, when it matters most, will make the necessary plays. 
Dane Jones, I believe I just looked, only has like four interceptions on a year, which is crazy, but it's it's because he's not throwing the ball a lot. I think he gives the ball up this game. I know I said that last game about the about, about Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. I trust Daniel Jones will give me the interception I'm looking for to seal the deal. I'm going with the Vikings in this game. I'll say 24 to 18. Okay. All right. So there's our picks. Um, on a normal week, we'd probably talk Wolves and Wild. But yeah. we called an audible. We're calling an audible. It's a hall. It's the holiday season. We have an additional body on the show today. So instead we're going to do our first ever uh, snake draft. Um, do you guys want to do th- th- three or four rounds? How about four for each of us? Four for fun. Can Perfect. I ask you one more sports question before we go into the fun? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. You said you were moving on from the wild. Now I haven't been paying a lot of attention to the wild as much as I should. Are we um, like just quick answer? Are we are we are we doing what we were doing last year? Is the vibe there that fun? I just I haven't been paying attention much to the wild. Are we are we are we rolling in the right direction? What 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 do I give me the give me the cliff notes quick? As of late, yes. So if you want like the full thing, they start off the season terribly. They were giving up essentially touchdowns every single night. It was like six, okay. seven goals allowed every single night. Um they have since somewhat figured out the defensive structure. Flurry got hurt for a little bit. Gustafson got some time to shine. He impressed, and he's been riding that momentum um, mm-hmm. for the past week or two or three now. Flurry's back. He's still playing and has kind of regained his, you know, somewhat of a top-tier goaltender type of form. Okay. Um, Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello are one of the best pairings in the NHL in terms of chemistry and point-wise. They're up there with some of the better guys like Geno and Crosby or Ranton and McKinnon. Maybe not the level of Dreisaitl and McDavid. They're probably those guys are just a, a leap or two above pretty much everybody else because those guys are putting up. They're they're like responsible for sixty percent of their team's goals every single night. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas you know, Kirill and Zuccarello are doing that, uh, but they're also getting a little bit more help from um, some of the wild guys. And honestly. I'm not going to say that I was wrong quite yet. I'm not going to, I'm, well, I wasn't, I'm not going to say I was wrong really ever, but I will say that Ryan Reeves is growing on me. He's growing on me. I, I, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily a fan quite yet. Um, well, that empty netter, I did see him miss that empty netter a couple nights ago. Yeah. That would have been his first goal of the season, right? Or something. But since acquiring him, the wild, I want to say are either the top or second point getter team like they they, they've acquired the most points since acquiring him so is there a direct correlation there i'm not exactly sure i can maybe see like more of a a a different energy on the ice for them it it looks like they're playing almost a more complete game we see them still fall apart at times but they they're playing better hockey now down the stretch or not down this like past couple stretch of a week or two and uh, yeah, they they look like they're really catching a, a nice stride, which is mm-hmm. what I w- expected, because what we saw the first week or two has been yeah. a total flop of of what I expected. So uh, this is the team I probably anticipated at the start of the season. Um, can they keep it up? Is this just like a quick little flash in the pan? I'm not sure. I hope it, it it's extended, and I hope Ryan Reeves continues to prove. I'm not going to say wrong because I never said that he was bad for the team. I just said. He doesn't bring a lot of offensive output. I didn't mm-hmm. think he was going to be a fix for this team. Um, and so is there a correlation there? I'm not sure. But so far, he is swaying me heavily. 
and to give you like a two second Timberwolves recap, because why not? We talked yeah, about well, I watch a lot too. Of- they had a wonderful week, a win. Uh, no, no, not a winless league, a, a lossless week. Uh, they might be still a better team without Carl Anthony Towns. And Anthony Edwards is starting to put up consistent dang near triple double or yeah, triple double numbers Good. the last couple weeks. He's everybody talks about year three in the NBA. Uh, he may be really starting to emerge and perhaps, perhaps not might have to do with the fact that a particular big man, uh, his teammate might not be out there on a consistent basis. I don't know. Last, last, last time we recorded, I believe there were the eighth or the 11th seed in the West. They've moved up to the eighth. And so yep. they are slowly climbing. It's still very early though. So, yep. I mean, a couple losses here and there, the West is so tight. A couple losses could bring them right back down to 11, 12, but they're, they're trending in the right direction. Yes. Yeah, they are trending in the right direction. Both teams seem to be trending from what it sounds like in the right direction. And the Vikings yeah. are continuing to, you know, have fun every weekend. So. Slowish starts, but kind of maybe building towards something now. We'll right. see. Good. Okay. And the Wild are starting to get healthy. The Timberwolves mm-hmm. hopefully will get healthy too. I mean, sure, like Carl Anthony Towns statistically should help the team improve a little bit when he comes back. We'll really? see about that anyway, but no teams have been having a good, a good couple of weeks rolling into the Christmas season here. It's been good. nice. Good time for Minnesota sports fans right now. Good. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. I was just curious. I have not been watching as many wild and well, Timberwolves. I've been catching here and there, but the wild games, I have not been dabbing as much. And you know what? Glad to hear that. They, I see that they, yeah. they see they won five in a row. They got the 18 wins, oh. you know, when you have a really good football team, though, it's hard to pay attention to the other sports. I, I will right. fully admit that. Mm-hmm. Like right. it, it, the Vikings take all my attention right now. And when they are good, especially when they're this good, eleven and three good, it just I'm locked in. Locked Enjoy. in. No offense to the Timberwolves in the wild. Still love them. Still pay attention. But it's skull baby skull. Let's go. All right. Mm-hmm. What are we playing? Are we playing a game? Yes. Yeah, we're doing we're doing it. We're doing a game to wrap it up here. So we're going to do everybody gets four picks. We're gonna go snake draft. Um, Grant, do you want to, I'll I'll let you determine the order since you're the guest. Yes. All right, we're going to go Brady Bunch straight up with the windows. We've got AJ one, artist two, Jason three, Grant four. Okay, okay. so Grant, you're going to get double picks then because we're going to uh, do this like fantasy football snake draft we'll style. Snake it. All right. I don't know about you, artist. I like being right in the middle of snake drafts right here. I, I yeah, like being right in the middle. Good. I don't like having back to back picks like well, that. It's well, actually, I take I take that back. Like maybe not like in the middle, but like being like six if it's like an eight draft league. Eight man draft okay. league. It's not okay. better. Seven, because then you get not exactly back to back, but close enough. You could just grab two great receivers or two great backs. <laughs> True. Uh, I kind of like that. But. There's a lot of pressure being the head or the tail on a snake draft. You know what I mean? I just <laughs> that, I, that's very true. I like because you got to pick both your players. I like having some time in between. You're and right. There's a little pressure. You got to plot. You got to plan in advance and know. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting yeah. Tyree Kill. Oh, and Devontae Adams. Man. All right. So yeah, now that we're not picking players, what are we picking? What are we? What are we? What are we doing? So because of the 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 weekend coming up, we are going to be doing um. And Hanukkah starting yesterday and Christmas this weekend. And um, there, there's one more that's around this time. We're going to be doing um, holiday activities slash traditions. Mm-hmm. And you can be as really, I mean, it, there's there's not like a strict thing about this. So you can get as kind of out of the box as you want, especially mm-hmm. if like you and your family do something super niche. But the kicker here is that we are going to, and this is something I may be doing, um, what, what's the uh, on-air production meeting right now. Um, we're probably going to do a graphic that's like, this This is the A's draft, B's draft seed, and, and yeah. B. Yep. Vote for who you think drafted the best. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
and then we'll let viewers, uh, listeners, excuse me, decide. And, uh, you know, we can maybe keep a, a, a running total of who wins each week or something like that. This is holiday um, traditions. Holiday yeah. traditions. Across the and board. It, and like I said, it could be activities. It could be really whatever. So um, since I was anointed with the first overall pick, I am going to be doing family pond hockey slash boot hockey games. <laughs> that was something that my family and I did. Um, like at Christmas day, you go to my uncle's house with my dad's entire side of the family. He lives in a cul-de-sac. So we'd go out there and just occupy that cul-de-sac for what it felt like hours, but it was probably given like the age of a lot of people, 30 minutes at the most. But I just remember like, you know, you pick sides, blah, blah, blah. And then by the time everybody's done dripping in sweat, because it starts <laughs> off friendly and casual, but then uncle John throws an elbow and somebody else pushes you in the snowbank, cousin Mikey goes top shelf on your dad it's like all right now we're now we're going at it so um first off the board pond slash boot hockey with the family love it, love it. Mm-hmm. so right. for me you went the unique route right away and i was gonna kind of save my unique one but since you started it i might as well continue it so one thing my family loves to do we've been doing this now for years um, so the Michael Jackson experience game came out a while ago for the week. <laughs> okay, talk about unique. I would love what is it? This, I, 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 the original we were talking the original we. Are you yeah, talking? the original we with the joystick? Yeah, almost like a remote control. Yes, let's hear so it. they still got that plugged up. And I'm telling y'all, like, I'm like the Justin Jefferson of the, of the game. Like, I'm like hitting all the moves and singing all the songs quick. Quick, quick story, quick story. Uh, and so uh, when the game first came out, my family bought it. Everybody was like playing it. And I was trying to be like the cool kid. <laughs> like, I'm just doing my little moves here and there. Well, I had um, some friends come over. And one of my friends came over and he was killing it. He was doing all the moves. <laughs> and I'm very competitive. Like I can mm-hmm. lose to a couple of my family really? members. But when my friends come over and they kill me in the game at my place. Okay, I just took that personal. So that night, I stayed up till 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> practicing all the dance moves and ever since then i have just been again the justin jefferson the oh. djj of the michael jackson experience the so, well, mine, so my so my activity is playing the michael jackson experience game with my family can i can i borrow that from my family for christmas this year Yes, I want to play that. <laughs> it is it's so much. It is so much. Oh my fun. god! Oh my god! You got to get into it. You got to do all the moves. You know how you yes. move the joystick to different areas. Yeah. And it'll, no, you got to like get into it and <laughs> like you got to do it all. You got to do it all. Yeah. <laughs> moon. Do the moon one. Oh my all. gosh, that's hysterical. J Wee DJ JJ DJ J. That's incredible. All right, Jason, third overall pick. All right, I guess I'm gonna kind of go like. You know, very specific route and everything because, you know, you know, Christmas is time to be with your families and stuff like that. Um, I will admit uh, right now to get personal, I'm kind of a CEO when it comes to going to church. Uh, I really go like only Christmas and Easter. I'll fully admit. And sorry about that, everyone. Um, but one of my favorite traditions. C&E. You're known as a C&E then, by the way. I'm just saying. What does that mean? Christmas and Easter. Yeah, well, CEO, that's, Christmas, that's Easter cool. only. Christmas, that's Easter cool. only. It with CNEs. Yeah, or CEO. I like CEO though. It, it, that, that looks better on my resume. Um, but it is one of my favorite traditions to go to a 
mostly traditional church service yeah. um, on Christmas Eve for yeah. the most part. Um, Eve, Eve, I like the Eve. I mean, I, yeah, yes, but it, it, I like it better on Eve because I like it going into Christmas Day. Um, there, there's a lot of production value in churches these days. Um, like the last couple of years, I've gone to one church that uh, really just puts together a ton of production value. You know, they have like a fog machine and lights and everything like that. And I'm just like, I don't know if that's my biggest cup of tea. I like going to like an older church with like a, pews and hymnals right in front of there and but one of my favorite traditions specifically is when silent night comes on and you have the little candle and everything like that um to this day i get emotional during that because that was one of the times where my grandma would get super emotional in church and stuff like that and so like all it's funny all it takes and my grandma's been long past now for eight years but all it takes is me and my sister to look at each other during silent night and the waterworks just start flowing because it makes us think of grammy audrey and just the whole season in general just be just being together and everything like that so again that's a very specific tradition still a ceo sorry jesus uh but it's still one of my favorite favorite things about the <laughs> season oh, is going to church and singing silent night sorry, the, the, the romans right before the crucifixion oh and jason handshake <laughs> anyways um so now with the the double the double pick grant all right. Well, I'm just going to make it simple, quick, and easy, and I can I like explain it. why, but family and then food. We're going family, then food. Family, then food. Yeah, and I'll explain this. Just simply hanging out with your family. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you know, you can go. I love the church part of it, and I'm a, I'm a church going man myself, and I love Christmas Eve Mass. I just, for me, being together on those days where you know a lot of people are with their families, spending those time, spending that time with their family, I just, I truly, the tradition of just showing up, I don't need presents. I, I mean, I like giving them. I don't really need any to give to get to me. Just hanging out, and then the Christmas feast. Mm. It's at the right. roast beat. We do it. We do a roast. We do mashed potatoes, gravy, green beans, corn, the whole bit. You know, stuffing. But but that to me is just hanging out with my mom and dad. And then my dad. I, you know, I don't have any brothers or sisters. And Lily's going to be working this year at the hospital because she's a nurse. So it'll be a me, my mom, my dad, and my dogs. But cooking that meal with my dad because every year we used to host Christmas and we'd have like 30, 40 people over and we would get Christmas presents done real quick. And then it was put that food together for 25, 35, sometimes 40 people. And my dad just teaching me how to cook and him continuously telling me the same stuff, excuse me, over and over every year. Like I haven't forgotten it. And I'm like, dad, I know how to make gravy, but tell me again. Because honestly though, like him telling me that, teaching me that lesson is just the most beautiful thing. And having that time with my dad and my mom. So Family and food in the simplest form is the best part about Christmas, even Thanksgiving, too. I hear that. Uh, my second favorite tradition is for sure getting a full viewing of a Christmas story. It is my favorite Christmas movie by the far. Goat. So it's, uh, the goat. it's the best, man. Uh, I even got like I, it's somewhere buried in a closet. Is this somewhere, your yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my pick. Watching a Christmas story. Love it. Um, and and I'm gonna. I haven't watched the sequel yet. I know that HBO yeah, Max is pulling out there. I haven't watched it yet. I'm gonna intentionally watch a Christmas story one and then yeah. watch a Christmas story two it's right good. into it. Um, I mean, sure they have it on 24 hours on like TBS and everything like that, so you can watch it. But that's the best part. Like you don't have to pick any specific time of day to watch it. You can just like casually like check into day. it. Like, and I have it, I literally have it on all day if I don't have like NBA games or I guess there's a lot of NFL games on this year, but it's my favorite thing. I love at least sitting down and watching a full viewing of it every single year. It's, 
it's just the best. I want a Red Rider BB gun as we speak. I hope there's one under the tree for. I hope Santa brings me one. I really, I'll shoot my eye out. I don't care. It's a great, great movie. It's it's the go to Christmas movies. And I can't wait to watch a second one. If you like that, I was just gonna say, if you like that one that much, we had the guy. So did you know that a gentleman from Minnesota wrote the second one? The guy, I, I, think, I think I heard that. Yeah, he's from Minnesota. He also wrote Gran Torino. He's written like three of Denton Clint Eastwood movies. Dang. He's a local guy from Minnesota. He wrote this one. And if you like the first one, the second one is a real big, obviously, you know, play on the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The ending ties it all together and it's awesome. I can't, can't, wait. I can't, I really can't wait. wait for you to enjoy it. I'm happy for you. Mm. Yes. I'll let you know when I do. Please. Artists. Uh, so one thing that we like to do is we like to hang decorations, like hang lights and put stuff on Christmas trees and stuff like that. And I mean, I don't know if I'll say it's super fun for me because I've always been the one just doing all the work. It seemed like my dad's like, yeah, get up on that ladder and, you know, wrap, wrap it around, wrap it around, you know. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's good memories behind it because like Grant said, I'm spending spending time with my family, you know, helping my family out, doing something really for them because I care less about the lights, honestly. But doing something for them that I know is going to make like my family happy or my pops happy means yeah. a lot to me. So hanging decorations, I do enjoy putting putting like ornaments on a Christmas tree. Um, so that that would be my second one, hanging decorations. Nice. Love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. AJ. So my next one, and I know, uh, Grant, you kind of mentioned this one, but I'm going to pick like the specific niche thing of it, giving gifts. Mm. I, I'm a, I like to give gifts. I, Isn't it fun? Yeah. I, I will, I will take it begrudgingly. Like I understand you can give me yeah. a gift, but there's no, there's honestly no better feeling to me than giving like, th- like knowing somebody getting something that I know they're going to like and use. And then like watch them open it and like have that realization of like, I can use this for this. And that's going to make my, like this one little part of my life that much easier or like convenient because now I have this, this thing that, you know, about me and it's catered to my thing. I I like that. I like that a lot. Like when you nail a gift, that feeling is awesome. So giving gifts and then I'm going to back end that with uh just Christmas cookies. Like holiday <laughs> sweets and treats, yes. the Christmas Stole cookies. Oh my. Oh my. It's all good. I'm surprised that's that's a steal for, at, in the third round. Yeah, that's I a was, steal I was, in the third round. I was coming back for it, but I want to bring this one up first cuz I I am next, right? Going back. Yes. Yeah. Right, okay. My family or like Jason, so if it falls on a Sunday, we'll go to church, we'll come yeah. home, we'll open our gifts. But the main event, besides the Michael Jackson game, the main <laughs> event, <laughs> the main event is the Christmas Day basketball games. Because yeah. there's always some great NBA games on. You always get like LeBron versus KD or, or Kobe versus D-Wade or, you know, yeah. you know Melo versus, you know, whoever. Because Melo was great for the Knicks back in the day. Um, so that's that's my, I think that's my third one watching uh nba christmas day games because Mm -hmm. honestly i know the nfl thanksgiving day uh thanksgiving games are great but i don't think anything compares to those nba christmas day games i mean they got the christmas day like jerseys on it's it's it is great me Mm -hmm. my dad and my brother sit around the television and argue from the time the games start at (laughs) noon to the time the games go off at like eight nine o'clock at night so and it's always fun because your lakers are always guaranteed to play on christmas day pretty much pretty much every year it's just when they crash, it's, it's not too fun, but you yeah. know, yeah, you how know, long's, how long's I've, had a, lot of, I've yeah. had a lot of fun years with the Lakers. Let's just say that. Let's so. say that. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Uh, my third one, uh, kind of entails with AJ's second one of giving gifts. 
I like going out and getting the gifts. I love Christmas shopping. It is so much fun. What I hate the most, well, not the most, what I, one of the things I hate the most that COVID pretty much destroyed was black traditional black Friday shopping. It's not really much of a thing anymore. My sister went out. I didn't go out this year. My sister did. She says pretty much everything was dead. All the online deals are online. Like that's where it's at right now. Amazon, everything. There's still like good deals to be had at the stores, but it's not like it was when people literally like camp out in front of Best Buy and stuff like that. Maybe still a few people do. I'm sure there's still a few. It's not the same, but even if that's not the same Black Friday shopping and stuff like that, I still love going out and getting the gifts because it's it's similar to you, AJ. Like when you know you're going to nail a gift and you go out and pick out that gift and stuff and just like, oh man, I know my niece is going to absolutely love this thing right now. I, I, I love the thrill of like going out and get it. And obviously like once you see them open it, opening it, that's awesome too. I to be respectful, I disagree about going out to a store in that <laughs> okay. when's the when let me ask you this. When's the last time you worked in a retail setting? Ah, great question. Um because let theater, me tell you the movie theater not everybody is as fun to be around as this group of guys right here. All right. And <laughs> that was why when you were talking about Black Friday, I'm like, finally they got the message and they're not making people work on Christmas yes. Thanksgiving night. I, I know you liked that whole thing, Jason, but I was like, I think they got yeah. it right this year where they're like, let's just put it online, let people yes. do this. It is yeah. it is more humane experience for everybody who has to work on the holidays. I will give yes. you that. But still, but still, like back in the day, man, like even 10 years ago, it was a rush to go like to the mall of america after thanksgiving dinner and stuff it, it was fun maybe not fun for the employees and i understand that i sympathize and empathize but as the consumer of the products oh boy it was a lot of fun well that's that's like the classic like wow i can't believe they're making you work on christmas eve i wonder why you're here right now <laughs> yeah god or, or man i really appreciate you working right now thank you you know what I don't appreciate you in here right now yeah. because I don't get a dime. Whether I'm getting right. bucks. What you, you really appreciate it. Get out of my face and go Take home. Take your receipt and walk out the door, Jim. Jim, I am with freaking Jim. Uh, yeah. That, yeah, that's that's my only gripe about your thing right there is the going out and like physically. I'm fine with the online shopping, but so as, as the old saying goes, some people suck. Some people <laughs> just suck. I hope I wasn't one of them when I black tried to shot. I can't imagine that, Jason. Not at all. No, no, no. no. You're you're a good soul. Good soul. Let's hope. All right. Well, not now. Snake pack. Let's go back now. Isn't it going back to? It's you. Well, you, you I think you, you were on me. Know. We were on me before yeah. all that took off. Okay, so Jason, by the way, the Christmas story one that was going to be one of mine. So good call. You took that. Love the you. church one was going to be mine. Good call. You took Love that. You. And finally, shopping Christmas was going to be my other one. So you took Love that. Yeah. With uh, um, um, an idea of what to do here. Um, <laughs> let's see. I enjoy opening presents. I don't sure. know. No, sure. No, no, no yeah. No, no, like you haven't said that. No, let's not put that. Let's not put that. I'm going to say that my... <laughs> That my third one, because I have to do back to back here. God, say, this sucks tough. for you because you got to do two in a row. Oh, <laughs> sweating. Oh, so uh, drafts, man. You uh, got to have your draft board in order before it's I had a list of, I had a list of eight. I got D. it. It's a big board, huh? I got it. I All got right. it. Okay, so you know how a lot of people go to movies on Christmas Day? You know, like that's a big family tradition. Mm -hmm. That's not mine. But oh. what we do is we watch Christmas story all day long we keep that on while we're cooking presents all that stuff it just stays on the background then at night we always watch one movie that like we bought for the family and it's just you know 
whatever basic, you know, DVD, nothing special, nothing extravagant, nothing crazy. But we just watch a movie together going back to the family part. So we don't go out for a movie, but it's just, you know, kind of to wind down at the end of the night when nothing's happening. And it's just after all the family's gone, it's you, your mom and your dad, your sister, your brother or whatever, or your girlfriend. And we just watch a movie. So watching a movie as a family to end the night is my third. And I try to drag that out as long as I can and think at the same time. <laughs> Um, you know, I would have to say, man, I don't do a lot other than everything that's been said here. Maybe, maybe um, you should start a new tradition this year. Maybe this is, this is the opportunity you can create one right now. Alcohol. Alcohol. Well, that's a given. That's everybody's tradition. Um, <laughs> not my family. We, we, we dabble in something else. Um, let's see here. LOL. LOL. Gosh, I'm going to have to say, you know, how am I going to put this? Just, you know, the Christmas spirit in itself, the, that, the, the spirit of the holiday itself. Like it makes snow better. Like I hate the winter and I hate snow, but it's Christmas. So Christmas spirit. My fourth one is going to be food, family, a movie to end the night, and then Christmas spirit. The idea of just everything is better around the holidays for me. Yeah. I know there's a lot more stress. People are working. You got to cram presents you got to do all that stuff but it's more fun like when you're shopping you see the lights the music's on when i'm driving around now cool oh, you know i don't want to say that station but that radio station that plays all that christmas music is on in my car the christmas spirit um not me i only listen to score north and espn that's 1500 it. That's yes 94.5 hd2 but yeah I, I listen to a lot of you know christmas music i watch christmas movies every single night up until i've been watching every night i'll go home tonight and i'll watch one so it's just the idea of getting into the christmas spirit where you can take two weeks prior to christmas and every single day do something and it's makes it better because you know it's kind of christmas time that's mm -hmm. about, that's all i got yeah. that's, digging, that's digging deep guys yeah. all right um man i got a lot of options here towards the end i gotta narrow this down uh, kind of what you're saying grant i love like just even just driving around looking at christmas lights yeah I mean? that's that's one of like we did that as a kid and i love doing that but that's not that's not gonna round it out um my family does do like a Christmas cookie baking thing every year, but I skipped that to go to the Vikings Colts game this year. Yes. Made the good choice there. I love my family. I promise. Uh, do you like going to movies on Christmas night too? After you're done doing like stuff with like family and stuff like that. Um, movie theaters are always open during the holidays and my family has done that a few times, but what my favorite thing that we've been doing the last couple of years, we've kind of evolved it. Um, we've had a dice game. I don't know if you guys have ever played like a holiday dice game where you like roll a dice and if you get like a pair, you get to pick a present in the middle of the pile. But if somebody else rolls a dice and they see they have the present that you want, they can steal it from you. Yeah, we've been, we've been doing that for years, but we've evolved that the last few years to go away from like knickknacks and patty wax and all these other like, you know, BS gifts that you get at a dollar general. We've moved on to uh, booze. Alcohol, good oh, high shelf now stuff. You're speaking my and language. so exactly. So now it's not just little little tiny things anymore. Like uh, one of my aunts yeah, I'll just take that like Tito's granddaddies. And, and we're doing like high shelf whiskey, high shelf tequila. Like we're we're we're, yeah. we're making this. We make it every year. Totally worth it. You know, no bush lights or anything like that. Um, so that's that's I'll round that out as my last and final favorite family tradition: the booze dice game we've been doing the last couple of years. I love those dice games; those are fun. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right, artists. 
I am stuck between two, and one of them is honestly work for me, but it, it brings my family <laughs> together, and that's like shoveling snow because we're always shoveling. My parents have like the longest driveway, I swear. It's, it's just ridiculous. They have a really long driveway, and sometimes a snowblower works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, so it's you are the snowblower artist. Pretty pretty much, pretty much, but I don't want to add that in there because that's more work than anything. I will say going uh, sledding. I yeah. haven't done it in a while. Um, but when I did used to do it, it was a good time. It was a good time. I, I, my fear of heights has stopped me from doing too much of it. Um, but I've done it a couple of times and <sighs> I've had a decent amount of fun doing it in the past. Go drunk so, sledding once. Me and my friends found an old sledding hill. We brought a bottle of Jack and we went sledding. You know what happened? We went down once we walked up the hill. We said, screw that. That's too much work. And we went <laughs> <laughs> I got drunk. It was fun, but right now, it was fun. But boy, when you got to the top, I was like, <sighs> "That's rough. Too much work." Yeah, that is rough. yeah. That's what is? Last. Yeah, what's your last one, Age? Uh, my last one is I said I this one for me is higher on the list, but I I honestly knew that none of you were gonna take it, so I saved it for last. Uh the World Junior Championships. Oh, I love those. They start the day after Christmas, Doss. they run through the first week of January. It is day after day after mm-hmm. day after day of the best young hockey players in the mm-hmm. world duking it out in one giant national tournament. It's Great. awesome. I love it. I watch almost every game. Um, it, it's fantastic because you know, and you, you get to see like, oh, the wild have these prospects for Switzerland and Sweden and Finland, and then all you know, you got the top prospects in the world, and it's like this showcase for these young guys awesome. to like ri- raise their draft stock. It's awesome, I love it. It's it's like uh, it's like March Madness, but hockey in a sense, just because mm. it's like these, these guys have nothing to lose, they're just going out there full tilt max speed just letting letting it go because they want to bring home a gold medal it's awesome so that's mine um good luck i'm assuming i'm jason unfortunately i'm gonna pawn this off to you for like putting to like cultivating the list of everybody's yeah i, got, so, I already got it all written down all you already do yeah i know what i'm so, doing uh, i saw i'm taking notes i saw i'm taking notes yeah yeah um so yeah. uh make sure to after listening to this go and vote um down below on a post or whatever is going to be on social media. Let us know who you think won the draft. Uh, we'll uh, somehow keep score and uh, keep a running total throughout the year. Any final words before we depart here for the week, gentlemen? Yeah. Any uh, honorable mentions uh, for Christmas stuff? I, I was thinking like ice skating. I had just day drinking. Skating. Day drinking. I like eggnog. Just, you could just do eggnog as a tradition and that'd be good enough. Christmas vacation is, is my that too go-to. that's my go-to outside of a christmas movie or home alone so like i've already watched that movie probably in the last two weeks like 15 times at least For sure can i tell you can i t- say a hot take real quick absolutely don't i never watched that growing don't up. don't even don't oh, and I, I never watched it growing up and i watched it for the first time like a couple weeks ago you serious oh. that movie stinks oh, wow i i don't i don't i don't think i'm the target audience no, you I don't are. think you I, just I didn't get raised with it. That's all. I don't think I cracked a smile the entire time. Are you? I couldn't get behind it. I hear you, dude. Christmas vacation is hit or miss for like, a lot of people. Give, give I'm me, on the hit part. I love it. It's it is dude. a top Christmas right. movie for me that for being sure. Said, that it is being... Chevy Chase, old school Chevy Chase. Oh wow! Anyway, really, uh, really I'm really glad really this is a podcast and we're I not on YouTube right now. 
really I, quick for everybody. You feel offended? Look what you just did to AJ. You don't have the right to be offended. Can, can we please uh, oh, like disperse of like only Elf and Home Alone, please, and get a little like I want. I, I, I want elf. more planes, trains, and automobiles. I want you know trading places. I want trading places to be a more common. That is such a good movie, and it's funny and it's entertaining. It's got a great cast. Um, yeah, no, and, and, and yeah, I that's that's all I'll say. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I just think I'm not. I I probably wasn't raised with it, which is probably the main thing. But I just I just can't get behind a, uh, Christmas Vacation. I just oh, didn't think it was all that great. That's okay. You know what? That's not for everybody. But uh, you just dropped a couple points in my book. I still love you. <laughs> I hate, I hate yeah. it with you on that. So you well, hopefully you came good, back up a little bit there. The good news is there's people listening that are either going to be on my side or there's going to be people on, that are on your side. So no matter what, we have <laughs> listeners that are going to side with somebody on the show. Can we do so, a poll on top of the draft? Yay or nay to Christmas Vacation? And see what <laughs> I really want to know what your listeners think about that. Because I think you're the in the contra- I, I really think it, man, I really think it is a very hit or miss movie for people. It I think, it'd be, I, I think it'd be like closer to 50 50 than maybe. How about, how about, let, let's do a, let's, let's do this in, in, instead for that one. Leave us a comment on Apple Podcast after obviously leaving us a five star review and following us and subscribing. Let us know what you think. Say either AJ is the biggest moron on the show because he doesn't like Christmas vacation or Grant has no idea what he's talking about. Yes. But also, we love the show. Um, and then if you're listening on Spotify, make sure to get, leave us a thumbs up and like and subscribe and all that stuff. Make sure to follow us and give us a download and share with your friends, family, whoever. You know what? Instead of instead of that one extra showing of a Christmas story, yeah, crack the fireplace, get the Yule log on the TV, mm. turn up oh. that old radio, and just throw on the throw on this episode, throw throw That's on an episode cool. of the Taxi Squad or your other uh, Score North podcast, Purple Daily, Mackie and Judd. Uh, uh, what uh, the hockey show? Uh, what, what's the what's the Timberwolves one now? It's uh, flagrant howls. Flagrant howls. I couldn't. I was gonna say howling flagrants, but that, I knew that was not <laughs> at all. The way, what Good is enough. flagrant howls? Um, yeah. So make sure, and we will be back after. Wait. Oh, wait. oh, wait, I have, wait. I have, I have, I have one. I have two final thoughts, really, really quick. My first yeah. thought is, I feel like the Michael Jackson experience game just won the whole thing for me. I just I want to put it out there. And the second thing I want to say before we end this, before the holiday season, this has nothing to do with Minnesota sports whatsoever. So excuse my moment. The Cowboys lost to the Jags. They are the frauds. I said they were. They are frauds. How about them, (laughs) Cowboys? And they may just get exposed again without Jalen Hurts in the lineup Christmas Eve. Look out for it. Gardner Mitchell coming for you. All right, that's it. I'm done. I love it. Merry Christmas, artists. Merry Christmas. (laughs) We'll catch you on the next ride with the Taxi Squad. Once again, make sure to like, subscribe, download all that good stuff. We'll catch you next time. Everybody have a happy holiday, and we'll catch you uh, this time next week. Have a good one.